This is the Yahoo Finance Sportsbook Podcast. Okay, welcome back to Sportsbook. And with the NFL draft in the rearview mirror, and with the NBA playoffs underway, of course we also have golf going on. Always love to talk golf on this podcast. I'm sure we'll do it again with the majors coming up. But right now, it's spring, especially in New York. We finally have spring weather, and thoughts are turning to baseball, the sport of spring, the sport of summer, and of course, arguably, the sport of October. But it's time to talk about baseball. It's time to talk about what's going on in the league. Uh, It's time to dispel some of the popular annual rumors and hot takes about baseball losing popularity and baseball struggling. It isn't. And to talk about all this, we have a special guest today. I am joined by our colleague on Yahoo Sports. He is their baseball guy, Mike Oz. Hey, Mike. What's up, man? Uh, Let's start this way, Mike. I have written about, uh, I wrote about this right before the season started and back during the NFL season. We looked a lot at comparisons between the leagues in terms of the business of baseball. There is a longstanding narrative. Of course, it isn't new. Uh, It has heated up in the last few years, you could argue. It's certainly loud enough that Commissioner, new-ish Commissioner Rob Manfred has heard it and is trying to do some things to respond to it. The idea that baseball is in trouble in some way, declining in popularity, in some way losing ground to the NBA and the NFL and and needs to be re-injected with life. You know, people complain the games are too long. Of course, none of this is new, but I think you hear it more and more in the last couple of years. I personally think it's ridiculous. I think it's overblown. And actually, maybe this is just anecdotal, but I vaguely feel like in the last few years, especially, the postseason has been so compelling, so exciting. You've had teams in there that hadn't been in there for so long. The Cubs, the Indians, there have just been some some great, great series. Uh, And maybe part of it is as I age, I start to like baseball more. It is a little bit of a slower game, but it's same with watching golf. I I just find I care more about watching series, even when my team isn't in it now. Mm -hmm. The last two years in a row, I watched every single postgame series, every game. Loved it. So all that being said, I, I want to quickly mention some of the numbers on this. Okay, we know that the NFL, $14 billion in revenue. It has a healthy lead in terms of the money that it's bringing in. Baseball topped $10 billion last year. Mm-hmm. That was an all-time high for baseball, so hello, it's trending in the right direction. And it falls right between the NBA and the NFL, the NBA approaching $8 billion. So people talk about, oh, the NBA is this great progressive league. The, the players are so outspoken on social media, and the league fosters that the right way. People praise Adam Silver. But baseball is still the strong number two to football. But what is your take on, on that whole narrative of, you know, it needs to reach the youngs better? I, well, I, I in general think that you become a baseball fan when you're a kid. So baseball should be doing everything to reach kids. And I'm not going to argue with that. But but I don't think that because it's harder to reach kids these days, that's baseball's problem. You know, I feel like it's, it's harder to make inroads in with with the youth just because there's so much different things. Like when I was a kid and I got into baseball, like I was into it because of baseball cards and the games I watched on TV and, and video games and baseball sort of aligned with my entrance, my interests. Where did you grow up? I grew up in the Bay Area. So okay. uh, when the year I got into baseball was the year of Conseco and McGuire the next year. So, you know, it was oh, easy yeah. for me as a six-year-old. But at the same time, me being a six-year-old in the 80s, my options were like five things, right? So now if you're a kid, if you, could, you could do anything. And Esports. <laughs> anything. And, and so I, I don't think that's necessarily baseball's fault. And to say that baseball is dying because of that, I feel like that's just kind of a fallacy. Um, I, I, you, you talk about the numbers of how strong baseball is, and I, I think it's absolutely true. We have to give the caveat that baseball plays a lot more games than everybody else, so of course they're going to make a lot more money. 
but I, I, they've done a financially a great job with all the tech stuff. You know, bam. Oh yeah. Um, they, they've they've smartly approached the way to make the game profitable. So I don't agree with the notion that baseball is dying when you just sort of cherry pick this data point or that data point. Overall, baseball is doing fine. Um, there are there are things baseball can improve on, mm. much like there are things the NFL can improve on and the NBA can improve on, and they're all the same things. They're different things, but you know, like baseball teams are are just caking money off off t- cable deals, right? And while attendance is you know down or up or fluctuating for some teams, like you know, they're probably making more money off off cable deals than they are some other stuff. So like, and it, it still isn't easy to watch your team in many cases. If you yeah. are out of market, you are. Out of luck. But I, th- I think baseball has been progressive in, in trying to, like, adapt in those ways. So, uh, like, the, the just the on its face, the baseball is dying idea to me is just ridiculous. Yeah. Let's get more into that about what needs to change. You know, we talked about some of the new rules. Uh, you know, they, they have finally implemented the, the long-discussed and debated pitch clock in the minors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at a Hartford Yard Goats game. Last week, you I was know, at the here. AAA game last week. Watching oh, the pitch clock too. Yeah. I, I love I love the minors. Um, I also love my my family has a, a Cape Cod house in the summer. Going to the Cape Cod baseball league, fancy, so much fun. Uh, so many players have come out of that that league in Cape Cod. But you know, seeing the pitch clock in action, I was just struck by how fast it is. I mean, they really you don't have an extra second, and it really keeps the guys moving. Of course, you know, people speculate, and I feel like it's all just guesswork until we actually see it in the pros but people say oh it could throw off the better pitchers because it's rushing them uh what is your take on the pitch clock i was lucky enough to interview mariano rivera a few weeks back mostly we talked about business but i asked him and you know unsurprisingly he hates it doesn't think the the majors should have a pitch clock he's against it i i think that the pitch clock um agree with you that it sort of throws you off in the minor leagues i'm wondering though because this year they implemented the mound visit thing Mm -hmm. and they're trying to do some other stuff so I'm wondering if they're trying to use the pitch clock as sort of like a last-ditch effort. And uh, somebody, the people we were with at the baseball game, my wife and I went with our friends, and they were asking about it too. They're like, oh, so what happens? And, and I noticed they, they were giving the pitcher usually like an extra second or so. Like as long as they were sort of, you know, not lollygagging up there, they, they, would, they would be fine. But they were asking questions about it. And I'm like, well, you know, what, you know what I think though too? Like a lot of it and a lot of the way they institute rules in the minors sometimes is just to train the players to do stuff. So like – you know, they, they haven't instituted instituted a ban on, like, chewing tobacco across the league, right? Some of the states have rules that have, that have stopped right. that. But they haven't done that. What they did was they did it in the minor leagues. And they said, okay, well, hopefully they kick the habit or they don't even ever pick it up by the time they get to the big leagues. So I, I wonder if the, mm. the pitch clock idea will be the same thing, where it's, wow. like, if, if, we, if we train them on the pitch clock, they will just learn to be faster. And then if we have the mound visit thing, maybe it'll all work itself out without having to put in this rule that – the players hate that the pitchers right, hate, right. and sounds like some optimism. But yeah, well, it's I mean, no, I mean, that, that it's a proving could, ground, it, it, maybe. Um, but I think you know, baseball's at a point where, and this is a different topic. I mean, it seems like there's a lot more conflict between the players and the commissioner's office at this point than there has been in a long time. Mm. So you know, th- this offseason we saw people arguing um, about collusion and you know not wanting to pay players and there's a whole bunch of stuff going on there. So if that's your, if that's a, if that's a big problem. A pitch clock is a much smaller thing. And, like, do you want to have that fight when you have this other big fight? And so I think baseball, and I, I don't know this. I'm just guessing. I think baseball would rather that thing work itself out on its own without having to die on the hill of the pitch clock. When we talk about uh, a new season, it's a nice chance to review one of our favorite pet questions at Yahoo Finance. I don't know how this started. I guess a couple of our on-camera anchors are 
big Yankees fans, and I'm a Red Sox fan, and so it, I think it's really the coming of Aaron Judge that launched this conversation. But we got into the fun game, and you can do it with any sport, of who is the face of baseball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, it, it actually really is a business discussion in a sense because when you talk about who's the biggest star, you get into marketability, you get into the importance, I think, of a league, ideally having multiple of these, having a star who is known to people beyond just big fans of the league. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you know, my mom lives in Boston. She would say she cares about the Red Sox, but she doesn't follow. She's not watching games. But she certainly knew always who David Ortiz was, who Nomar was, and then a couple Yankees, A-Rod. She had heard of Derek Jeter. I don't think she can name a current MLB player, and I think that's a problem. But I have I, I, I have this discussion sometimes too. I think inspired by you because you've kind of written yeah. about this. So I was talking to A Rod the other day, mm. and I asked A Rod, "Who's the face of baseball?" And he, he, even he was sort of struck on that for a second. And, I, and I'll get back to him in a second. But I I contend that maybe like Derek Jeter may still be the face of baseball right. now that he owns a team again. You know, like right. like A Rod totally. may still be the face of baseball now that he's back as an announcer. But um, that that's not that's a little disingenuous to the question you're asking. No, no. I, um, and quickly, I actually like the new ad that shows him walking in, and there's two signs, and it says "Dugout This Way." I don't know if you've seen it. It's an ad for what's he doing now? Fox. Oh no, he's ESPN. Baseball, yeah. yeah, and it says "Dugout This Way," broadcaster booth this way, and he pauses for a sec, and then the other guys come. Mendoza comes. Come on, this way, this way. <laughs> that's good. That's it's good. clever. Um, but you know, he brought up, and I think, and I think this is the problem, that baseball now is so regionalized, and it, it's exactly true. Um, and you care about your team. You care about the people that are in the division of yeah, your, your team. team's rival. Yep. And you care about the players on your fantasy team. So I think fantasy baseball, to some degree, has sucked out the the idea that I'm going to watch, you know, the whole league or, or whatever it is. And now you have the opportunity to watch your team every day. Whereas when I was a kid, you know, you could you could watch if you wanted to watch baseball and your team wasn't playing, you watched whatever. Whatever they gave you, right? You know, like sometimes that meant you watched a lot of Atlanta Braves because they were one of right. the only teams that was on. You watch it and you like it, or the Cubs, <laughs> or you know, whatever, whoever was on the weekly game. So you sort of had to have a little more interest in like the the, the broad scope of Major League Baseball. And today they make it easy to watch highlights and, and all that stuff. But I still think baseball, for the most part, is has sort of regionalized itself, which makes the question a little harder. But to get to the answer, um, I, I I think like I I want to say Bryce Harper, but I don't think right. it's Bryce Harper yet. I, I think I think if Bryce Harper plays for the Yankees next year, or Bryce Harper plays for the Cubs, and Bryce Harper gets you know one more big endorsement deal, like maybe it's Bryce Harper. Now, um, see, that's interesting. Just quickly, it's interesting you say if he goes to one of these teams because even as you make your regional argument, which I think is a good one, there are teams that. Uh, break that rule that are, have national. You know, you need to be in a market where everyone sees you. You're playing for the Yankees, you're visible. You're playing for the Red Sox, and you know, my bias aside, I mean, I think objectively, Red Sox, Yankees, I agree. Now, Cubs. There are a couple teams like that where you just there's obvious national limelight on you, mm-hmm. and that was why you know when uh, the guy who went to the uh, Cano went to the Mariners, it was like okay, he's going to get that money, but that's it. And I and I said at the time, you're not going to hear about him anymore, and you don't. Yeah, but I, th- I think of I think of it like you think of it with with your mom. Like my mom may not even know the Washington Nationals are a team. Right. Like like actually, you know, I bet you 95 percent my mom has no idea that there's a right. Definitely mine neither. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so to say, oh Bryce Harper, that guy who played for the Washington Nationals, huh? Um, the guy so, who's making baseball fun again, <laughs> and so I, th- I think he has all the he has he has all the the stuff that it takes. Problem is, a lot of people don't like him because he has this this sort of which I think is is one usually uninformed or two um, out of place to think that he's like some I don't know arrogant whatever. Like, right. But he, it also can a controversy can help. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like LeBron. I mean, I think Bryce Harper and LeBron are sort of the same. At some point, I think people are going to realize like, oh, we need to appreciate Bryce Harper. 
but but that's against him. So I I think I feel like next year at this time it could be Aaron Judge. I think Aaron Judge has all the stuff in the right in the right position, right? He is playing in New York City. He is likable. He hits the big home runs. He Puts just on a show, yep. he just needs probably to do a couple more things that are kind of like national and and you can you know where you see him and you're, when you're watching you know Big Bang Theory reruns right. and you see exactly. an Aaron Judge commercial um, signed a new deal with Adidas Maybe he did he did sign that. with Adidas I got my Ultra Boost on there shout out Adidas <laughs> um, and so yeah I, I think he seems like the guy just because he's in New York and and so A Rod A Rod when I say A Rod A Rod kind of went through all the you know mm-hmm. and. And he kind of did the same thing, you know. Well, it's kind of on the West Coast. It's kind of like Kershaw, and on the East Coast, it's kind of like uh, Judge and Machado. And and it's, I mean, it's tough to say. So I, I, I try to look at it like who's going to be the face of baseball, right? Um, and I or you know who takes up the mantle from Jeter and maybe no one yet. I like that idea. It's sort of like some people would say Peyton is still the best known NFL name, even though he's not playing. And and baseball brokers in nostalgia far more than I think any other sport, you know. Um, I think the NFL sort of, except for quarterbacks, I mean, they just sort of spit them out. Like, yep. you know, oh, Priest Holmes is the man until next year, and no one cares about Priest Holmes anymore. Exactly right. Uh, Larry Johnson, you can rattle off all the, all the running backs who are like the great running back and go away. In baseball, it's still like, oh, no, we still love, uh, we still love Oral Hershiser. So, yeah, I think it's, um, I, th- I think Aaron Judge has the, the best opportunity to do it. But Bryce Harper could do it. Mike Trout is obviously the best player. Um, he just, I don't no, know. it's not, he doesn't, doesn't have it. He, he doesn't, doesn't have, have the, he doesn't have the, the celebrity it factor. Right. I'm tempted to say that Mookie Betts has it. Not, you know, yeah. he, you wouldn't put him in the top five players, although you might put him in the top 15 or 20, but I mean, in terms yeah. of the charisma, uh, but again, you know, I'm biased. I, I like your point about how regional is. When I first started writing about this, all of the reader comments you'd get, were people naming the star of their team, as you say. So Astros fans were saying it's either Correa, you know, or, or so a couple of people said, oh, Springer. It's like, no, no. But uh, you, you just know the guys that you know because you watch your team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Sox fans would say, Betts. We got a couple of people saying, oh, it's Francisco Lindor. It's like, no, it's not. And then, you know, a lot of people say Trout, mm-hmm. uh, but I agree with that. Um, but, like, you know, like I live, in, I live in Northern California, right? So I cannot go a day without seeing Buster Posey in a Toyota commercial. Wow, you know, See, yeah. and 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 that's a really good point. But but they don't they don't show that commercial here, right? You know, yeah, you have to have that national awareness. Uh, right after the Cubs won and made that amazing comeback, so now two seasons ago, uh, I made the case that the face was the Cubs as a team. You had yeah. the inspiring finish, and you have a lot of almost their stars on that team, just not on their own. Yeah. And Chris, you know, Chris, Rizzo, Bryant, Chris Bryant. I feel like Chris Bryant has the potential, too, to be in that conversation. We didn't mention him. No, but the it's blue funny. eyes, man. He's got the piercing blue well, eyes. Well, it's funny. So, so quick interlude. Yesterday uh, on one of our live shows, we were talking about this story that the U.S. CEO of Adidas publicly said, oh, we'd love to sign Colin Kaepernick to a sponsorship if he gets a team. And that launched a conversation about Adidas. And I said the truth is that whether or not he gets a team, he really would fit with the marketing angle that Adidas has taken, which is creators. Their whole ad campaign around mm-hmm. their sponsored athletes is they claim to sponsor guys who are creators on and off the field, on and off the court. James Harden, good example. But then, just because it was the next example I thought of, of an Adidas-sponsored athlete, I said Chris Bryant, and my colleague Miles Udland, who is a Yankees fan, said, oh yeah, Chris Bryant, yeah, he, he's really creative and interesting, <laughs> sarcastically, and I think he's right. I, I don't think... Brian, I mean, he's very good and he's young, but is he 
exciting and sort of controversial the way Harper is and says things and does things. I, I don't know. Who they? they I, um, I, you're, we're on a tangent here, but they. Who did they get? That's this what year? podcasts are for. Tangents. They, they, the Adidas people who they signed this year were um, Judge, Judge, but then also uh, oh, Billy, Billy Hamilton, right? Or do they already have Billy? Hamilton? Oh, yeah. Oh, Trey uh, Turner. Okay. And they're going for all the fast guys, and I thought yeah. that was interesting. Oh, I love like, Billy all Hamilton. All the, all the, all the, I still think because they be had more Billy, they had Billy Hamilton. Yeah. Then they have uh, Trey Turner, and they have somebody else. And I remember thinking like. The Adidas, if you took the Adidas roster of athletes, they would win your stolen base category in fantasy baseball every week. Right. They're all That's the funny. stolen base guys. Oh, yeah, and I'm glad you said fantasy again because I wanted to just play off one more thing you said about how you think that fantasy has contributed to people sort of being more regional. It's funny, if you talk to, of course, the biased parties, people like the executives from DraftKings and FanDuel, they try to make the inverse argument. You know, it, the argument is usually that playing fantasy makes you more of a fan of the whole league because you would watch or at least follow teams that you wouldn't otherwise care about because you might have a player on that roster. Yeah, but I think that you care about the players mm. and less about, like, if, if you have, you know, Chris Bryant on your team or whatever, you care about Chris Bryant. You don't necessarily care what Anthony Rizzo's doing on the Cubs. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't care about the Cubs. You care about your players on the Cubs. Um, so while I think that fantasy baseball has been a great tool to keep people interested in the game overall, I, I don't think that it it makes you a well-informed baseball fan on like every single player. If you're if you're super hardcore about your fantasy baseball, then you are watching everybody's stats and stuff. Right. But are you are you going out of your way to like you know what? It's Thursday night. I have the uh, MLB extra innings thing. I haven't watched a Tigers game in a while. Let's <laughs> pop on the Tigers. Right, yeah. No, you're you're looking at your app and seeing how exactly. Miguel Cabrera did. Exactly. You know. So um, I and and I, I will clarify. It wasn't a diss to fantasy. It was just no, more no. of like it 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 opens you up, but it also opens you up to like these selective players. You mentioned nostalgia, and I think that is actually very important and relevant to baseball's business and the merchandising and the branding of it. Uh, one thing I, I know you and I have talked about or exchanged tweets about is just how good a job they've done to return to minor league baseball yeah. with the branding of these teams, both you know at the single-A level, double-A, all that. Uh, the hats, you know, I, I did a story about a year ago on Brandios, which has become kind of the go-to firm that they bring on to redesign and rethink a team's whole, you know, the name, the logo. They claim to go in and do research about what the fans are like. The Yard Goats are a good example. They had to play their first season with no home stadium because Hartford is a mess and the Dunkin' Donuts Park got delayed. Finally, it's open. It's a very nice ballpark. Uh, and you, of course, have done a lot with the, you know, the taco hats. Yeah, do I have to do my disclosure that I'm, in, that I'm involved in that? Oh, please. Yeah, yeah. So full disclosure, I'm involved in the, the taco truck throwdown in, right, in Fresno, right. which has born the Fresno Tacos. So, you know, I, I am a, I, I, I'm part of that. Yeah, so but I, I mean, to, yeah. but, but talk a little about that. I, I think that, you know, it might seem like something that you scoff at at first because you say, oh, it seems so material. But I think a team having a great sort of color scheme, a look of their uniforms, great hats mm-hmm. can bring people in and actually make them pay attention a little bit. They say, oh, here's my minor league team I'm a fan of now. My, my kids love the fact that in, in the, the Fresno Grizzlies, a.k.a. the Fresno Tacos, once a week, have a mascot that's a taco. They have a giant <laughs> guy in a taco, you know, and, and, oh, his name's Cilantro Gomez. Cilantro Gomez came to my school today, you know, and they think, that, they think that's funny. Um, That's great, but but I I think it just adds like another element of of engaging people, and you know minor league baseball also did that uh, the the like Mexican themed thing this year where they they did the um, what's it called the um, the the fun cup basically mm. translates to the fun cup, and they've they've created dual identities for some teams where it's 
you know, the uh, the, the, the Brooklyn team is the Hefe's and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. And uh, I think it's great. I think, you know, minor league baseball is the place to do all that kind of stuff. Like, give people fun stuff. I kind of wonder what the players think sometimes. You're like, right. what the heck uniform am I wearing today? But I think from a fan perspective, from like an engaging perspective, great. I mean, minor league baseball has always been a place where, you know, you're just trying to do outlandish things and come up with weird ideas to get, to get people in the door. So it's not like they've bastardized, you know, a hundred years of, of tradition in order to call their team the, uh, the pork roll or, or, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> the, um, the Iron Pigs. I love that one, the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. But that's in their name for a while, you know, right. like the uh, – there, there was The bacon there was, strip hat. It's good. Yeah, but there was one this year. What are they? It's not, they, not the pork roll, but it's something like that, you know. And they yeah. just, There's the one Brooklyn that's like slices. a marijuana nug. It's like the logo of the team. No, it's, no, that's a, that's a hop. Oh, it's, it's a hops. beer hop. Sorry. <laughs> I know, right. The, the Hillsborough sort of hops. Like the Hillsborough, yeah, it does a little yeah. bit. And then that's an organ, so either one works. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but, I, you know, like – why? Well, who's, who's going to get mad at that? I, I, you know, yeah, some people, the only family. thing that people say is like, oh, well, you're just trying to sell merchandise. Like, yeah. Right. Of yes. course. Right. Like, I don't know. Do people look at do people look at Nike or Adidas and be like, you're just trying to sell shoes? Yes. Of course they are. Right, right, right. Of course they're doing. Um, speaking of nostalgia, tell us just a, a little bit about your recurring series where you open old baseball cards. Yeah. Guys. So we do a series called Old Baseball Cards on Yahoo Sports. Uh, literally started with cards that my grandma bought when I was a kid. The if you're my age, you know, mid to late 30s, um, you probably had the same experience where in the late 80s you got thrown into baseball cards and your mom and your grandma and your grandpa and everybody else said, keep these cards. They're going to pay for your college one day. They're going to pay for your house and <laughs> cool and I look forward to it. And then you, you know, turn like 20 and you're like, oh, none of these are worth anything. Then you move out of your parents' house and like, oh, you better take these baseball cards with you. And then you're left with the, what do I do with the baseball cards? And so I have, obviously, a bunch of baseball cards. But I also have some that, are, that were unopened. So, like, what do, we, what, do, what do we do with these? And it's like, well, you can open them for fun. That'd be fun, I guess. But there's nothing in there that's worth any money. But what if we opened them with baseball players and see what they think? So that's sort of how the series started. And we've, we've been doing it for a couple of years now. Um, last year, we did it pretty much every week. I think we did at least 40 episodes. We've had a great number of Hall of Famers. We've had Randy Johnson, Pedro Martinez, John Smoltz, Andre Dawson. We've had A-Rod. We've had Frank Thomas. Uh, we've had George Brett. Uh, Oof, so a lot, a lot of great. Yeah, we've, we, we've done a few, like, more current players. We find it works better with the older guys. We've, yeah. had, we've had Clayton Kershaw. Okay. Uh, we just shot Another with Another candidate for face of baseball, yeah, some yeah. people say. I say it can't really be a pitcher. but We've, we've branched out a little bit, and uh, we've had Alyssa Milano. We've had Hank Azaria. Sure. Uh, just this week, I'm in New York because we filmed with Gary V today. Gary Vaynerchuk. With, uh, yep. Yeah, Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, Scott Rogowski from HQ, who has a savant-level knowledge of, of baseball players. <laughs> like, I was amazed. Um, and just the, the, the joy of it for me is the stories that, that, that the cards conjure up. And, you know, sometimes we have an episode this week with Edgar Martinez. And so, like, we got a Griffey, right? Spoiler alert. And if I'm going to have an interview with Edgar Martinez, like, there may be a good chance I'd ask him about Griffey, right? Yeah. But, you know, what, what the show does well and what I love about it is when we did it with Pedro Martinez, we got his brother. He, he pulled his oh, brother. Cool. So that was uh-huh. cool. And, of course, you're probably going to ask him about that. I got Lee Smith. Pedro Martinez freaked uh-huh. out about Lee Smith. Wow. And if I were doing a one-on-one with Pedro Martinez, I probably would not be like, hey, man, tell me about Lee Smith. <laughs> right. But he sees right. a Lee Smith card, and it just brings up a memory to him. Yes. That he's going to tell a story that, that in another interview, nobody would probably would have asked him about that. Right. You know? And, and there was a card in the Gary Vee episode where it, it, 
he it brought him this story of when he was like you know 12 years old that he never would have remembered he literally pulled out his phone and called his friend from when he was 12 like look at this like look at and remember do you remember what happened to us with because of this guy right and you know he probably never thinks about that and i think that's that's the great part of it when you get these baseball players and and they see a, they see a card and they're like oh that reminds me of the time in 1992 when this happened and they right. tell you the story and it's it's fantastic and um so you know, if you love baseball, if you love baseball cards, if you ever opened baseball cards as a kid, it's a great nostalgia trip. We put them out uh, once a week on Yahoo Sports. Follow me on social media. You'll see them there, at Mike Oz. And um, it's, it's just a lot of fun, man. It, it, it really just goes to the, the core of being a baseball fan, which is just sort of like that, just the love for the game. And then, and then with baseball cards, it was always like whenever you had a pack of baseball cards, it was like possibility in front yeah. of you. Like what could, be, what could be in here, you know? Yep. And sometimes they're duds, and sometimes sure. you get great cards. It's funny when you mentioned Lee Smith and Pedro going off on that. It reminds me, a, a few years ago I had the chance to go hang out with Cal Ripken for an SI story. Uh, it ran an SI in Fortune, and I went to visit him. He was in Port St. Lucie, Florida, because his kid was playing uh, baseball community college at that time. And uh, we're talking about ideas, business ideas, and he says he keeps a notepad by his bed, and sometimes he wakes up in the middle of the night and has an idea, business-related, and he jots it down. And he said, and most of my ideas these days are not about baseball. You know, he said, I'm not waking up in the middle of the night thinking about Teddy Higuera. <laughs> and I was like, Teddy Higuera? That's the name that comes to his mind that he we, chose? We get him it's sometimes. It's just so funny. <laughs> right. But it's, it's, it's random. Uh, let's give you one more quick plug. You also, in addition to the great baseball card series, have a new podcast, yes. fellow podcaster. What is the official name of the podcast? Where can it's people the, listen it's to it? It's the Yahoo Sports MLB podcast. It is myself, along with our two great baseball columnists uh, Jeff Hassan and Tim Brown and uh, we just launched with our first episode which is with Albert Pujols great and Tim uh, Tim's known Albert Pujols for a long time so Somebody he did, made a lot of money playing he did a he did a very uh, I, I feel like it's probably the most um, open I've heard Albert kind of talk about you know just like his life from being a kid in the Dominican Republic to like now that he's getting older like sort of how he views his his place in baseball and and uh, so that was great we have he's a hall of famer yeah, I think so. We have Clayton Kershaw coming next week. Uh, we have I talked to Jim Tomey the other day. So we're really trying to like you know one bring in the names, but also I think have fun baseball discussions. Like like we're we're not just talking about the uh, I don't know like hot takey baseball topics, but like we're bringing you know those guys bring a ton of clubhouse experience. They have Tim especially has a ton of stories. So you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere you you find your podcast. Just Yahoo Sports MLB uh, podcast, and uh, we're coming out every Tuesday. And so far, I'm, I'm really excited about where it's going. Great. Yeah. Let's end this way. Uh, your own allegiance aside, do you have a World Series prediction for us for this baseball season? I, uh, well, I picked the Astros at the start of the year. For up until maybe like the beginning of this week, I felt really good about that. And I'm not going to let baseball, I'm not going to let one week of baseball get in the way because <laughs> the Astros struggled a little bit. Houston Astros, man. I like I liked the okay. Astros Cubs World Series, um, and I, th- I think they're two teams that are always going to be good. But I, th- I think the Astros are the team to beat. Astros Cubs. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that was Mike Oz. Thanks very much, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Okay, and that was Sportsbook. We will continue talking about the sports that are in season. We got baseball going on. We got golf. We got basketball. But of course, warning: we might always go back and hit football, as we've often discussed on this podcast. The NFL just seems to dominate the year. Uh, it was great recently having Martellus Bennett on. We'll be trying to get more of those great players. And uh, make sure you listen to our Yahoo Sports friend Mike Oz's new podcast that he mentioned. Thanks for listening. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Sportsbook. And we come out every Thursday morning, and we will keep coming out on Thursday mornings. Thanks. Goodbye.